Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on a Wednesday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com. Very excited for our next guest. It's Ryan Hollins, former NBA player, spent a decade in the league, played his college ball pretty prominently, I might add, at UCLA, and now a really insightful sports media personality. And Ryan, I want to welcome you to the show. I got some questions on the Celtics, but uh, before I get to them, we focused a lot this week in our region on Tom Brady coming back to New England to play his first game back in Foxborough. You were actually on that Cavaliers team that welcomed LeBron back to Cleveland for the first time in 2010. What do you remember about that night, about that return? I've never seen such an emotionally charged game. There was a level of hate, disgust, frustration with LeBron that was beyond normal. You know, we, we, this is Michael Jordan leaving Chicago to go to the Pistons. That's how it felt. Um, when LeBron came into the arena, there were more boos than I've ever heard before. It, it sounded like five minutes of a vortex. Ooh, it sounded like just one. It was, you know, normally you can point, boo, 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 boo. This is just one vortex of boo. I've never heard anything like that. And LeBron, wasn't the type of guy to take to it well his feelings were hurt he didn't know how to respond in the game you know it took a while to get going it, it just it felt like you were the kid in the middle of a really bad divorce hmm. and you were getting the brunt of it even for us as cavaliers players um and it was just a really weird thing where we were pitted into this fight of emotions beyond behind cleveland and behind LeBron and just the fashion in which, you know, it, it, it came. So I, I had never seen anything like this. We didn't see Kobe Bryant leave and play for the Celtics, so to speak. And it, it wasn't like he went to a rival. He just left and in the fashion that he left. So it was it, it was historical, man. It, it, it was something different to be a part of. You know, there's a lot of players on these Patriots who did play with Tom Brady, but there's also a lot of new Patriots that never played with Brady. So I've been trying to figure out what it means to them to be caught up in all this, excuse me, when Brady was never their teammate. You were never LeBron's teammate in Cleveland. So what was it like for you, as someone who never played with LeBron, to be in the middle of all this? It was tough because they wanted me to hate LeBron. And I don't have a reason to hate LeBron. I mean, literally, like I had several people emailing me, even boxing me, telling me he comes to the hole, give him a hard foul, knock him out, do this, do that. I had people telling me to do that. I'm like, I don't have a personal problem with LeBron. I, you're more into hurting LeBron or doing something dirty or proving your point, your, your stuff to LeBron than myself as a basketball player. You know, I'm a pawn in your chess game. So <laughs> it didn't feel well. So for the players now getting pitted between Brady and Belichick and whether he left or he didn't, it's not going to feel right. And to me, what Tom Brady has done for New England, you can't do anything but respect what he's brought to the table. And it it, it felt weird, you know, because you're in between, you know, do I just get on the court and compete or these people are telling me to, you know, do this, this and this, you know, and you're trying to get in gear. And it's like, I don't hate that guy on the other side. Hmm. And, um, you know, there, I, I hope there aren't any salty new England fans. I, I think there may be some just because, you know, kind of the friction with Belichick or the fact he left, or maybe so there's some questions of loyalty, but you are put in a very, very tough place, uh, having to, uh, play and compete against, uh, all, I mean, an all time great man. 
You know, you had you spent a little bit of time with the Celtics yourself back in 2011 and 2012, and that was kind of the end of the Celtics era with Doc Rivers and KG and Garnett and, and Paul Pierce, um, or Ray Allen, rather. What was your experience like in Boston? I love Boston, man. It was nothing like it. Um, I realized through Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce that you can love the game of basketball and play it in a business circumstance. <laughs> you know, everywhere that I, I was at, it was it was a business. It was... You know, we're doing this because it's a job. Oh, my, it's pulling teeth to go to practice, to go to shoot around, to do this, to do that. Kevin Garnett told me and just taught me that you can love this. You can have passion. This can be personal for you. This is more than money, you, you know. And um, just the pride and tradition there, you know, I felt like it's crazy. When I would run through the tunnel, you know, you hear the fans screaming. Uh, you, you And the fans are there on time. This ain't Miami. This ain't Atlanta. The fans are there on time. And they know what time it is. They're competing and you're competing. And I felt like when we run through the tunnel, I felt like I was running through history. I felt like I was taking the same steps that Larry Bird uh, would take, Bill Russell took. I felt like I, I just felt like I was a part of something special. And you felt that way. And we, when we came out and we went through our routine, the fans are part of the routine. Everybody was in it. So I, I, for the first time in the NBA, was a part of a true culture that had dated back decades prior to myself and just to be a part of something special like that I, you, you, I wouldn't exchange it for anything in the world and I finally in my mind really got the real NBA experience so <laughs> it was it was a fun fun one of the funnest times of my life man forget the NBA of my life I'll never forget that I forever will have gratitude to the Boston faithful for that Former NBA player Ryan Hollins with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV. A guy you played with in Cleveland briefly is a guy we had in Boston briefly, and that's Kyrie Irving. Now, he's in the news a lot now for off-the-court stuff. What was young Kyrie like? We know him now, but what was young Kyrie like? I love that dude, man. Genuine, heartfelt, um, not a prima donna. I know you you can jump to that. Kyrie would hang out with the, the, lo- the seemingly lowliest of the team. You know, sometimes – you know, teams get clickish and you get oh, the, the high money players here and the, the lower guys here, the middle guys here. Kyrie would hang out like Kyrie's guy was like Luke Herringotti. Him and Luke Herringotti were like dudes, like guys, like they like Kyrie is so down to earth and just cool, calm and collective. Uh, I, you can't have anything but love for that guy. So as a teammate, I hate when people question what he is as a teammate or whatever. And, you know, maybe you didn't vibe with some of the decisions he made. And I know things were kind of sour uh in in boston and he wants to grow and and, and flap his wings but uh, you talk about a great dude Kyrie's a great dude man i'm I'm telling you that firsthand experience Kyrie's a great dude what do you think of the celtics right now it's a team that uh, loses kemba walker they bring back al horford i like dennis schroeder um they feel like a middle of the pack eastern conference team but i happen to think the eastern conference has a lot of depth to it now like what do you think of the seas overall as we get ready here for preseason to start well, here's the reality to me, and just the, the, the flat-out truth. Um, Boston was good and great at times when they had a defensive identity. That it, Boston's hard-nosed, get-in-your-face, consistency, just do-your-darn-job type of town and city. And I felt like they got very offensive-minded, and they, they got away from what made them special. And, you know, that team, you know, with, with the rookie Jason Tatum, you know, that, that, that challenged LeBron, uh, in the in the in the finals in the Eastern Conference Finals, that team lost who they were, and I feel like if they can get back to that defensive identity, there's not a question of the firepower there. You know, Tatum and Brown are just two special players. I mean, you can rank those guys in, in any duo in the league when they're on. You know, Anthony Davis and LeBron. You, you know, uh, you know, 
uh, Damon, CJ, those guys can play pound for pound with anyone, but you're just asking for the consistency. And, and for me personally, the consistency comes on the defensive end because I know the scoring is there. That's a really great unit there. And, and I just I, I think I waver back and forth. And, and I know Boston is known for its loyalty, but did Danny Ainge wait too long to pull the trigger on one of those trades for Anthony Davis or a James Harden or one of those guys? Or was it better to ride it out? And, and to me, um, if Jason Tatum and Brown turn into what you expect them to be, I would say, listen, at the end of the day, it's all worth it if it ends up panning out. Uh, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see. But if that defensive identity can get back, even I like Matisse brought to the table. You know, that was a tough miss, and I know he's going to be excellent in, in Houston this year. Um, they're going to have a lot of success, but I think that's what had been missing, and we're seeing where the do- development and growth and consistency from those guys comes to play. Well, I will get you out of here on this. Celtics have a new head coach, Ime Udoka, a guy who certainly preaches defensive uh, prowess and accountability. Seems like he's going to be a, a hard-nosed guy and a tough guy. You coached, you played for a lot of coaches. What kind of coaching style resonated with you? Coaches who related, who are personal with you, you know, who could speak to you, you know, talk to you one-on-one, you know, as, as a man, not just as a basketball player or a statistic or how much money you made on the team. You know, Doc Rivers was amazing at just relating to you. I knew where I was supposed to be at every moment on the floor. I knew what my mindset was supposed to be. I knew the timing on plays. I knew what, where the details were. You know, I, I think respect. When you know that your coach will run through a wall and sacrifice for you, you're going to do the same for him, you know. And um, I, I love just keeping Brad in the system. Brad Stevens is, is amazing. Like, Brad Stevens is probably a better guy than he is a coach, and he's mm. a really darn good coach. So you know what that says about Brad. And I've been able to sit and just talk basketball with him, you know. So I, I know Boston's in, in good hands, but Emmanuel Udoka is an excellent hire because now you're seeing a trend of NBA coaches having to be able to relate to NBA players, and especially your superstars. You know, in a sense, you know, you go out on a limb and say, the basketball coach in today's era has one job, relate to your players. Hmm. Emmanuel Udoka is going to relate to his players. So I think, and I know that's an excellent hire. And I love not just snipping uh, Brad Stevens from the organization, but keeping him in tune, man, because you talk about a great individual and a basketball genius behind the scenes. I'm really excited for Brad. Ryan Hollins, former NBA player, a decade plus in the league. Ryan, we appreciate the time and the perspective, and we'd love to do it again sometime. Thanks so much. Anytime, brother. We'll talk soon.